What I love about the letter of James, the epistle of James, is that the early church was struggling to figure out how this faith tradition should be lived out. Jesus had been crucified on the cross. Jesus was no longer physically present with them as their leader. So now the apostles and other church leaders were really trying to figure out how this faith tradition should be lived out. And whereas the Pauline writings are very doctrinal um, with the use of such theological terms as justification and pardon and resurrection and propitiation, James is much more practical. So through the the writings of James, the early church, the first century church was offered a, a way from the writings to develop a practical Christianity. And just as it spoke to the early church, this same letter speaks to us today. So in the very first chapter and the opening verse of this letter of James, we find James declaring himself and introducing himself to the audience as a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this raises a great question for us today. Are we servants of the Lord? And if so, if the answer is yes, that is good. If the answer is no, or if you are uncomfortable identifying yourself as a servant of the Lord, perhaps this is an area that we should revisit. If you say, yes, I am a servant of the Lord, then the question becomes, well, how can I be a better servant? How can I be a better preacher? How can I be a better teacher, a better usher in the church, a better deacon? What can I do differently to serve God with greater excellence? For we should never come to the point where we feel as though there's no longer room for improvement, that we've got this under control and we know how to do what we do. Because we live in an ever-changing world, we have to change. There will be times when we need to adjust and fine-tune our methodologies for our ministries and our teaching. Then the greeting continues as he addresses the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. We, we see a tie of, to the um, Jewish tribal um, constituency and, and, and an attachment to that culture. For many of the, the people in his audience were Jewish Christians, we might say. So what really stands out to me is this word scattered. Um, they were scattered not only geographically all over the world, but they were scattered in their theology, in determining how the scriptures should be interpreted and subsequently how the tradition should be lived out in their daily lives. And also today for us, this is the same issue that remains with us, for we are also scattered. We are scattered um, through our denominations, we are not in agreement with one theological framework, no, but we're also scattered um, ac 
according to ethnicity and culture and, and language. We're, we're scattered in our thinking and in our practice today. As the letter continues, James raises the idea of perseverance. And perseverance is the endurance of being able to endure by the grace of God in and through all things. So it is very easy for you to let go of God or not to seek the face of God in the midst of a struggle, in the midst of calamity. But those are the times when we should, as the song says, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Those are the times when we should press in, press forward, and persevere by the grace of God in and through all things. He also talks about lacking wisdom and asking God for this wisdom and believing that God is the one who will give us wisdom. Wisdom is more than just knowledge and the retention of facts, but wisdom includes being able to make the right decisions and make decisions based on godly principles. So therefore, we should ask God to give us wisdom in and through all situations, trusting and believing that God will provide. James writes that believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. No matter where we are on our on the social economic scale, those in humble circumstances are beloved children of God. And therefore, we must be grateful for our high position in the Lord and those who are at the upper end of that economic or social class. Perhaps we need to be brought down a little bit and with humility and not allow a a sense or a spirit of self-sufficiency or non-dependence on the Lord set in. I think when that sets in, it sets into our own detriment. And then James, he goes on to the idea of perseverance is, is so heavy on his mind that he revisits this, this theme of perseverance once again. He says that the person who endures will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. This is simply a message of hope and an encouragement to, to endure through all struggles. And then in, in verse 13, James so eloquently brings clarity to this idea of being tempted by God. He declares that God is not the one who tempts us with evil. No, most of the time we are dragged away by our own um, inner thoughts and, and proclivities and placed on a trajectory that leads us away from God. Yes, but God is not the author of this temptation or trial or struggle. Jumping down to the 21st verse, James instructs the audience. He says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. We, I like to 
call or refer to this passage as the as the passage that calls us to sanctification, which is the process by which we partake of the holiness of God and we become more Christ-like in our nature. We become we become more God-like in our behavior. And guess what? This sanctification is a progressive work. Uh, it's not an instantaneous work. It's a lifelong journey. It is a lifelong journey. And he calls us to not only study the Word of God, he calls us to, to act on what we've studied. In my opening of this segment, I said that James was highly practical, that the early church was figuring out how to live out this faith tradition. And it is in the closing of the first chapter, the 27th verse, that James says this, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So the, the widows and the orphans are, are identified because they are a constituency in need. And I believe, just as James wrote, that we, as God's people, have a moral obligation. We have to look after the needs of others. Um, we have to go beyond our own salvation experience, our own salvific experience, and look to help with the needs of others. Then he says that we should keep ourselves from being polluted by the world, which really just means that we shouldn't be fall prey to the dominant narrative of consumerism and greed and power and, and the lack of godliness. Yes, we should, uh, we should always hold on to God in and all things. We should be motivated and driven by the word of the Lord. Amen.